Hey, it's real chill. Yeah, it's good. I'm feeling great. Me too. <laughs> I'm really excited about our guest this week. Me too. We had Nick Bruce, who is so much fun and super into all the stuff that we are into. So super. Yeah, cool. I definitely noted some uh, recommendations. We talked afterwards about some of our favorite TV shows to watch, which is great because, um, yeah, I feel like with his topic, with his time slip. I am going to turn on some of these TV shows, drink a big drink, and time slip myself. <laughs> and then transport yeah. back to Monday morning and be like, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just for all of you listening out there, if you want one of the recommendations, the one that we recommended to Nick was to watch Two Sentence Horror Stories, which is mm-hmm. available on Netflix. It's really good. So yeah. good. Yeah. Watch Tutorial. That's our favorite episode. Yes. And then let us know what you thought. I'd love to talk about it. Please let us know. (laughs) Uh, But let's just jump into the episode. Yeah, let's do it. You're listening to Real Chills. With Meg Getz. Melissa Truskowski. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. Our guest for this week is Nick Bruce. Nick, how you doing? Oh, you know, pretty good. Hanging in there, trying to survive. (laughs) Aren't we all, Nick? (laughs) Not getting into too much since the, the whole pandemic. No, not so much. Uh, Just trying to, you know, hang out at my house, hang out with my girlfriends, just Mm -hmm. keeping to myself, doing what I do. That's well. I mean, that's all like anyone can do in these times. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Three hundred and thirty-eight days without work is kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty long vacation for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's the longest I've ever had. Well, we're excited to have you on. I'm so excited for you to tell your story. But before we get into it, tell us a little bit, like, what are your feelings on the paranormal? Are you uh, a super believer? Not so much. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never really believed in, like, ghosts or anything like that. I do believe in aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm super interested in, like, paranormal activity and stuff like that. Uh do I necessarily believe that like something is going to walk behind me right now and blow a gust of air behind me? No, (laughs) but do I definitely think I'll be abducted one day? I hope. I mean, we can all count on that. Uh, One can dream. I mean, you did just tell us that your cat could walk behind you. So I do feel like the possibility that something could walk behind you and blow a gust of air cat all the way. My cat could definitely walk behind me and blow a gust of air. More likely, he'll walk behind me and uh, give me a bite <laughs> on the back of my leg and tell me that he's out of food, even though I just fed him. Uh, <laughs> he's really antsy about eating every 10 minutes. And Same, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, aren't yeah. we all? <laughs> just it. hungry constantly. <laughs> Well, awesome. I'm so excited. So do you, uh, do you want to get into your story? Sure. Why not? All right. Nice. Uh, so this was probably like 2009, 2010, uh, in the fall. 
um, my best friend, I'll change some of the names, but not all of the names, the three girls that were involved, I'll change their names because I haven't talked to any of them in over a decade. And I don't particularly want them to text me and be like, Hey, I didn't say this was okay. <laughs> uh, Full names, but, middle names included, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And socials. I have those as well. Yes. Social securities are uh, readily available. I get everybody's the minute I meet them and put it right on my phone. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so my best friend, uh, his name's Justin. Uh, he's like a brother to me. We were hanging out with these two girls and we were going to a place called the Weatherly Cemetery. And one of their friends decided to join us this evening, that evening. And uh, it was just a normal night when we were that age, which would, uh, would have been about 20, 1920-ish. It was like one of those cemeteries that's like, ooh, it's creepy in the middle of nowhere. And now you look at it on Google Maps and it's like, it's really not in the middle of nowhere. There's houses everywhere. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, why would I even, I wasted an hour of my life driving there for nothing. <laughs> uh, but you know, when you're a teenager in high school and college, like it was a fun place to drive to, uh, smoke a little weed if you were into that kind of thing. So we drive down there one night and they're doing the typical you know trying to find ghosts and see cool things and actually i don't know if this is a true story or not but apparently there was a church built there uh sometime in the 1800s the church burned down they mm. rebuilt the church in the 1920s and it burned down again so <laughs> a church in the middle of nowhere burns down twice a little spooky uh <laughs> But we're there, we're doing some ghost hunting and wandering around in the graveyard in the middle of the night with, you know, flip phones and barely any flashlights because nobody came prepared. And it's getting to the end of the time that we're going home. And we get back to my car and one of the girls just, her name was, uh, we'll call her Becky. Uh, she just runs off into the woods, just takes off for no reason. and. I was like, what the hell's your fault? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere. You don't know where you are because you've never been here. And uh, I look at the other two and my friend Justin and I, I say, what are we going to do? And Justin's like, I don't know these woods. And I kind of knew them myself. Uh, so I said, well, I'll go. I have a flashlight. I'll go find her. And at this point, she'd only been gone maybe 30 seconds a minute and i start following after her in the direction i think she went and it's pitch black out and it's a pretty dense forest uh and i feel like i've been walking about i don't know 10 minutes maybe not forgetting you know i forgot to check the time and everything but i do mm -hmm. remember like when i started to walk it was like around 11 11 30 maybe mm -hmm. and i'm just walking and walking and walking through this dark woods with a you know, a bare dim flashlight. And I see her standing near a clearing. And I'm like, hey, Becky, come on, like, come on, it's time to go. And I get closer to her and she's ignoring me. And I'm, you know, like, Becky, come on, like, you know, I'm yelling at this point. And, you know, we're maybe 15, 20 feet apart as I'm yelling to come on. Because at that point, I was like, I'm fed up. Let's go. I want to get out of these woods. And she's still not turning around. And then in that point, I was like, maybe I should just go without her, you know. <laughs> no, <Nope, Becky>. yeah. 
<laughs> Becky seems to have this on her own here in the clearing of the woods. <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, I can't go back empty-handed because the other two girls, we'll call them Ashley and Courtney, I guess, to keep it alphabetical. Uh, <laughs> uh, they'll be mad at me. And uh, so I, I get up to her and I you know, grab her on the shoulder and there's no reaction from her. And that's when I really started to panic a little bit in my mind. And I stepped in front of her into the clearing and I said, you know, Becky, let's go. And in this like hush monotone voice, she goes, listen. And oh, my actually my arm hair stood up when I said that because I just like had that flashback. She mm. goes, listen, do you hear that? And I'm like, come on, let's go. And she like grabs me by the wrist. And she goes, listen, do you hear that? And I go, no, what? Like, what am I supposed to hear? And she goes, just listen. So I stop talking and I just listen and it's dead quiet. I mean, silent. You couldn't hear the wind blowing. You couldn't hear like crickets chirping oh, or cricketing. Oh, I don't know oh. what crickets... Yeah, it's, it was very, very nerve wracking in that like five seconds of silence. And the only time I've ever heard that kind of silence is like, you know, when you go to like a concert and it's really loud all night and then you come home and you get mm -hmm. into like your quiet bed and your ears are still ringing. It was like mm -hmm. that, but actually deafening. Like it was, it was very quiet and very still. And I just grabbed her arm and I'm like, let's go, let's, let's get mm -hmm. moving. Mm -hmm. And I just start walking as fast as I can pulling this, this girl with me <laughs> that I don't know. And I mean, I'm dragging her through the woods and I, I feel like I've only been walking like five minutes, maybe 10. And, you know, I'm lost, I feel like, and I'm confused. And finally I find the road that goes back to the cemetery and my phone starts ringing and this is back like when flip phones were still a thing and the cell phone company Nextel was my provider and it was <laughs> okay. just not I, I mean I had no service so I'm surprised I even got a phone call while I was out there and I flip my phone open and it's my best friend Justin and he's like real panicked he's like where are you and I can hear the girls crying in the background that he's with Ashley and Courtney they're crying he's panicking he's like where are you because like an idiot I took the keys with me uh well oh, no I no. left him my car key <laughs> I, let me rephrase that I left him my car key but I took the house keys back to my apartment with me oh no and I left him basically stranded alone in an area that he doesn't know either mm. and I'm like, I'm on the road. Uh, I think I'll be back there in like five minutes. And that's when he says, I've been gone almost two and a half hours. Uh, and that's when I like, I it like hits me. Like, I thought I've only been in the woods maybe like a half an hour max. And here it is, you know, two and a half hours have gone by. And I don't know where I am. I don't, I know I'm on the road, but I don't know if I'm like, near the the cemetery or mm -hmm. if i'm far from it i don't know how mm -hmm. far i have to walk back and this girl's like uh, she's just like <laughs> like panicking and she's being real quiet at the same time like she did go through like these fits and then just be real quiet and i'm like i gotta get away from you so i tell justin to get in the car and just start driving and 
beeping the horn until I hear him. Mm-hmm. And I stayed on the phone with him and he would beep every like 10 seconds or so. And finally we found each other. We get in the car. Uh, I drive back to uh, my place. The girls leave because they're beyond freaked out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm the one that had to walk through the woods. I had a pretty bad night. Uh, <laughs> I take a hot shower. I think I threw out the shoes I was wearing because they were covered in mud and just garbage. And I don't remember if I told you this, Megan, but the girl, uh, uh, Becky or Becca, whatever I was calling her, mm-hmm. uh, she dropped out of school after that semester. So Whoa. the girls that she was friends with, Ashley and Courtney, never really saw her again after that semester. And this was like late October, probably, that we went to the cemetery. So Whoa. not even a half a month later, this girl was never in their lives again. Just dropped wow. out. Yeah. And I've never been able to find her on Facebook. My friend Justin never found her anywhere. <gasps> um, no one knows anything about and I've since haven't talked to the two girls prior uh Ashley and Courtney we haven't talked to either of them in over a decade Mm -hmm. um I should probably try to reach out to them and find out what happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. just send them a Facebook message and be like hey remember (laughs) that one time that I'm pretty sure I died in the woods and now I'm gonna live in hell um I don't know. I I have no idea what's happened or where I, you know, what happened that day. But here it is probably 10, 11 years later, maybe even more. And I don't know what happened in the deep, ugly forest of the Weatherly Cemetery. And that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. It's so creepy. I have so many things I want to ask. Alyssa, do you want to go first? The fact that you gave yourself chills also, (laughs) just remembering it, like. Well, I can remember like her face and like the way she says it. And it just, it's something about it, like stuck with me. It's like one of those things that like, I won't, it's just uncomfortable to hear and think about still. Yeah. Did she seem like inhuman? Like, was she not herself in that moment? Is that what, what freaked you out? I mean, I only met her that day, so I right. don't really know if she would have been like that normally. But mm-hmm. I mean, she seemed like a perfectly fine person leading mm-hmm. up until that moment. But I don't know how she reacts under weird situations of being lost in the woods alone for what could have been an hour what could have been 10 minutes i don't know right Uh, yeah uh and like you know the typical thing about the woods that specific area was you know everybody always used to say in high school like oh there were satanic masses and they would slaughter goats in the in the woods and stuff like that and there's never been any proof of it but when i saw that clearing the only thing that went through my mind was well somebody's probably been killed here once at least <laughs> i mean i have a lot of questions about the clearing actually because yeah. so is it normal for their like was it normal to have clearings like that in that in the woods as far i don't as know i i used to do a lot of hiking when i was a kid because i was in the boy scouts and stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i've never seen i mean this was like a perfect circle or oval shaped clearing i would say mm-hmm. um probably like 
10, 15 feet wide, maybe by, yeah, like the whole circle would probably be 10 to 15 feet wide. Mm. And overall, it didn't seem like, like the grass looked trimmed, but not like somebody cut it. And there weren't any weeds or flowers growing in it. And there didn't look like any stumps, but I mean, it was dark and it 11 years ago. So, and I've tried to go back there and find this place. Cause you know, I gotta, I, you know, I want to see what it was like. I want to see, you mm-hmm. know, maybe it did take me that long to walk through the woods. And that's why, you know, Justin called me and was like, you were gone for two and a half hours, or maybe I did find, you know, a time rift, or maybe I was abducted by aliens. And finally my right. wish came true. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This is an insane suggestion, but if you ever have like unlimited funds and you feel like up to it, some um, people who think they've been abducted, they go to hypnotists Mm. and then the hypnotists will like put them under and ask. And sometimes it brings about like repressed memories or memories that were like taken away from anyway, it might be all mumbo jumbo, but if you ever have unlimited funds and, curiosity i think you should go for it because i would love to know i would try it hilarious is that meg you with unlimited funds you would suggesting a hypnotist where i would say get a full body scan and see if you have any (laughs) implants yeah i I actually just like restarted watching the x-files and there's the episode where uh dana scully finds something in the back of her neck and like a doctor uh just does like a local anesthetic and cuts it out and then Mm -hmm. she's at the grocery store and like for some reason she thinks to run it over the scanner to like check out and it sets it off and like everything starts like blowing up on the cash register and i'm like why would you do that (laughs) i'm pretty sure that's how y2k started was because of probably it was all scully's fault (laughs) that's But I, I mean, honestly, I, I would like to know what happened that night. Uh, I mean, I, I'm still unclear, you know, 11 years. And I've looked on Google mm-hmm. Maps. I've looked on Google Earth. I can't seem to find, because I remember like which direction I walked in. But I've also had like, you know, some memory loss since then. And mm-hmm. I can't seem to place exactly which direction I walked in. But it could also be somebody's backyard now. It could be, oh, you know, yeah. uh, uh, it could be a farm plot. There's a Christmas tree farm close to it. So I could be, you know, they could have been clearing for a Christmas tree farm. I don't know. It's just a real weird, I mean, it's a small cemetery. Uh, mm-hmm. If anybody looks it up, it's the Weatherly Cemetery. I think it's like not the main one. There's like an out out of the city one and apparently it was like for people that died of tuberculosis oh wow and people that died during some war mm-hmm. um but i don't know i can't seem to find any like images of the clearing anymore and what but, was uh did you like talk to becky after was she like normal like nothing happened or was she like quiet and just like freaked the hell out like what i would try and say stuff like on the ride home because mm-hmm especially it's like it was like a 40 minute drive back to oh, where they parked sucks. yeah <laughs> and, like you just want to be home anyway and, yeah yeah and i'm i was the one that had to drive and like i was already exhausted because i worked a whole day and right. i just wanted to like go to bed mm-hmm. and you know i'm trying to talk and keep myself awake and most of the people in the car were like starting to doze off because they were students and 
uh, you know, mm-hmm. we have to go back to college tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you were the ones that wanted to do this. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. On a school night, we could have waited, but <laughs> sound like an old man. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I, I think I tried like talking to her about it. Like even when we were walking, I was like, what was up with that? And she just didn't say anything. Whoa. And then I do remember on the ride back, she asked me to turn down the radio and i said the radio was down or the radio was off and then she asked me to turn it back up and i turned it because at that point justin and i were just talking Mm -hmm. and i think only my front speakers worked in that car and she Mm -hmm. asked me to turn the radio down but i had it turned off and then like two minutes later she's like can you turn the radio on and i was like what the hell's going on back there? That is so weird. Yeah. She was probably hearing other stuff. I like, hope I feel not. like <laughs> you hope not. I like I'm dreading the day that like I open the newspaper and I see that girl's name and she like killed her entire family or something. Because, oh my god. You know, something weird. Like she was uh, she's claiming possession or something. Cause then but, you'd have to solve the mystery. It'd be I, your job. No, you'd I would be the just main deny character. I would t- I would call you and be like, delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened. Put it behind a paywall of a hundred dollars and then send me twenty-five of them every episode. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> That's so funny. How did yeah. did yeah, I just have so many questions like Please ask away. I don't know. I just, also I just think it's funny that you're the one that had to go. That is like yeah. so your personality. Like I have the flashlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and you're like I a seem, Boy Scout. Like, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I seem to get talked into stuff that I never want to do. Yeah. Pretty like easily. This podcast. Done. Yeah, ah, we I did wanted it. to do. I told her last year I wanted to do this, and yeah. then I never thought it was going to happen. <laughs> and then I'm just drinking one night, and she's like, "Do you want to do this?" And I'm like, "All right, yeah." I forgot that this even. You know, and I was like, was "Now thing. that I asked, I'm just going to bother him every day if he doesn't answer me." I would. I told you last year I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> I also is the. Do you know if the clearing is anywhere near this, like, for this church that keeps burning down? No, actually, the church was right in the middle of the cemetery. So mm-hmm. uh, it's since been like there's a tree now planted there and there's a hmm. flagpole that's still there. Uh, another high school legend was if you climb the flagpole at midnight, and look down, you see the gates of hell. But, you know, who has time for that? Right. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I don't if the church was like right in the middle of the cemetery so the cemetery was laid out like um like a long um like a football field almost mm-hmm. um but with rounded edges uh mm-hmm. so more of like a like an ice skating rink kind of but longer um and it was probably the length of a football field and smack dab in the middle there was supposedly a church there and so I just, I mean, there's no pictures or anything from that time period. So nobody has any proof of it, but there is a set of steps that go up to where that area was and the flagpole is there and the flagpole mm. looks pretty old. Mm. I would say the flagpole is easily over a hundred years old. Wow. So, yeah. So and- what- dropping something into the chat because I was Googling, cause I was trying to like get a sense of like the cemetery and I came across this paranormal society um 
Whitehaven Paranormal, and they have a page about the Weatherly Cemetery. So I, I don't know if you can look and see if you think this is the same one. If you scroll to the bottom, there's a description of an urban legend. Oh um, yeah, this is this is absolutely the cemetery. Okay, so it, in the description of the urban legend at the bottom. So also maybe you should consider submitting to this. It says um, a couple other things that are part of the urban legend is that the Catholic Church basically stopped taking care of the grounds. Um, and so it's a pretty unkempt cemetery. And there have been different claims um, reported from the sound of children singing and laughing. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, mysterious shadows, glowing red eyes of a Native American seen from the tree line, and deceased children hanging from the lampposts. Oh, fun. Uh yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh, wow it looks so much different in the daylight um i've and only there's no there. year on the picture so i don't know when like it says these photos are from may but i have no idea what like these could have been taken at any point in time yeah i mean this is the exact cemetery and everything yeah i just i really feel like this is like a thin place yeah like, i mean it's it's a really empty cemetery there's not much there there's probably I mean, this makes it look like there's more grave plots than there are. But I mean, a lot of those tombstones are old and they're those like low lying ones to the mm -hmm. grass. Mm -hmm. And if you go at night, you're going to trip a lot because mm -hmm. a lot of the graves mm -hmm. are sunken mm -hmm. in from being, you know, over 100 years old and stuff. Um, there is like, I don't know if I, I didn't see it on there, but there's like one of the gravestones, apparently, like if you look at it at a certain time and then look at it at another time, the grave, like the markers change on it and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've been there. I don't know when I used, when I was in high school and college, like that was like a pretty popular place to go with like my group of friends and stuff. Um, cause it was like a half hour from like our school and our high school and like everything and it was one of those things that was like oh let's go to the, the weatherly cemetery tonight and we're so cool and i'd be like i don't want to do this i'm too tired and then <laughs> we'd go and traipse around in the woods for an hour and a half and be like let's just go to perkins already and uh, <laughs> that is such a northeastern pa thing oh my god that like yeah. to my soul yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Grand Slams. That's no wait, that's Denny's. What Denny's. did they have? Uh, I mean, I a would French just get dip a, sandwich. A, the what? I would get the French dip sandwich. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. There was a there was like a Perkins type of Grand Slam, and I just remember being so drunk and just eating them all the time. Anyway, I derailed the, the story. Yeah, but. no, I, I mean, trust me, uh, I could talk about food all day. Uh, I love Perkins. I love Perkins. <laughs> Yeah, um, have me back on the uh, the Real Eats podcast. Yeah, I mean, we'd be there for like an hour and a half and, you know, everybody would be like, oh, it's so spooky. And I'd just be standing there staring up like at everything. Like, I don't know if it was like my negativity, not believing in it or, you know, whatever, because, you know, people would say they'd see stuff. But I would look around and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, all I see is just you know, darkness, yeah. a couple of gravestones and like. It got to the point where we were going there so often that I would keep flashlights in my car because I knew nobody would mm. bring them. Mm -hmm. And because I was like one of the only people that could drive and knew how to get there, I would end up always going there. Fun fact about Weatherly, there's also the Weatherly High School and there's a painting of like, I think a president or somebody and the planter right over his right shoulder at 
after like dark and sunset, uh, the planter looks like Hitler's face. What? Uh, <laughs> that was the most fun part of the Weatherly Cemetery trip because I'd be like, "Look, guys, it's Hitler," and they'd be like, I, "Who and what? I don't get it." And I'd be like, "Did anybody <laughs> pay attention in history? Like, what the, f- <laughs> how the hell am I here?" And then we'd oh leave and God. go stand in the cemetery. Uh, <laughs> uh, I never saw anything spooky. Um, you know, there was like other stories of like the groundskeeper would come out of the woods with a shotgun. Mm. If you heard dogs barking, you'd have to run. Mm-hmm. I did hear stuff about Native Americans, but I never like really heard anything about it. It was just like in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, I only ever was there once and other people were there. And they were doing like a photo shoot kind of thing for, they called it their magazine. I never saw anything about it online. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. assume they were just some weird people in the woods Being taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a bunch of like guys wearing leather suits and girls <laughs> in fish hats, which, Very hey, good. if that's your stuff, cool with me, but I wasn't into it. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? I'm assuming after some time, you and your friend Justin debriefed about what happened. And so did he say anything else that he noticed about either you or like that night or the time that you were gone? Um, we talked about it, I think like the next day, actually, because like we were talking about it on the way back. He was like, where were you for two and a half hours? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know I was gone for two and a half hours. And then, you know, because of like the whole incident with the music, we were kind of like, maybe we should probably just talk about this tomorrow or something. So we put a cap on it, waited. And then uh, the next day, I think we were getting coffee or something and just talking about it. And he was saying that while they were standing at the car, uh, you know, he tried calling me a bunch of times. My phone went to voicemail, which, you know, mid 2000s flip phone days. So mm-hmm. I kind of just chalked that up to no cell phone service. Mm-hmm. Nothing supernatural there. Uh, but what really like freaked me out was the fact that I never thought to look at my phone or my watch or anything when I was walking. Mm. And I didn't realize that I was gone this long. And you know, I knew that like when I walked into the woods, like I said, it was like around 11, 1130, but I, I didn't think overall that I was gone this long and him telling me that and like talking about it the next day with me and saying, you know, after a half an hour, he got worried. And then after an hour, he was really starting to freak out. And then they were starting to talk about like calling the police because they didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. And just like the overall, I mean, obviously they never did. And I don't know if they actually would have. Because what are you going to do? Call the police and be like, we're at the Weatherly Cemetery and our friend walked into the woods and now he's gone. And the police would be like, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But it was just weird to think about, um, you know, my best friend who like I've known since I was, you know, the year 2000 probably uh standing alone in the woods waiting for somebody to come back and not knowing where I was yeah uh you know I I don't know what was going through his head uh I haven't really talked to him since I mean I talk to him every day but I haven't talked to him about this since I don't know probably like probably that year I don't think we brought it up I don't think we've brought it up since 
I know we brought up going to the Weatherly Cemetery a bunch of times. We used to joke about it and like how mm -hmm. much time we wasted, but I don't think we've ever brought up that story. (laughs) I think I just have one more question and it's about your cell phone. So did you just like, do you think you just in general didn't have service the entire time you're in the woods? Or do you think there was something paranormal with that clearing that as soon as you enter the clearing, it kind of. Um, I don't know. I mean, it seems, it seems hard to think that I probably didn't have, I probably had service the whole time, but I don't think I probably would have had service. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that area was like a real remote area. I don't see why, you know, towers would have been built out there or anything. And I mean, if I had been walking for a long period of time before I got to the clearing and he tried to call me, I would have got it if I had service. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause at that time, I don't remember my phone ever being on vibrate. I, I think like I'd only leave my phone on vibrate when I was at work or something. And I just don't think that like, I think honestly, what probably, I probably didn't have service. It, right. it seems like something that would have probably affected my phone. Because, so uh, I mean, it was deep in a pocket, you know, walking mm-hmm. through the woods in the middle of, no- like, literally at that time, it would have been the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a couple other questions. Sure. So, did you feel any, like, pressure changes or anything else when you, like, got to her? Or were you, like, so focused on, like, here's this girl, let's get out of here? Like, before, like, you became aware of, like, her asking you to, like, listen, was there anything else that you noticed, like, got a headache it feels like it's gonna storm anything like that um no because at that point I was really annoyed uh (laughs) I I was just really really mad and the fact that like once I saw her and started yelling for her and she wasn't responding made me more mad because at that Uh point I was like I've had enough of walking I'm very tired I want to go home Uh and either she's not listening or she's not hearing or she's not real and yeah i do remember i was a little bit colder but i do just like again think you know october late october yeah um i've been walking for a while wasn't dressed properly probably i do remember probably just having a hoodie on uh Mm -hmm. so major pressure temperature differences or anything like that uh no i don't think so nothing really major about it because i liked i wrote down uh i write a lot of notes down when i'm listening and so i wrote fits on and off which i want to ask about for that girl but panicking she was panicking and i said i've got to get away from you yeah like, that's like the greatest response <laughs> yeah for sure um well, what do you mean by she was having fits though of like was she just going through like oh my god oh my god and then she was just quiet or yeah she would have like a full-blown like I remember once we got to the road she had like a full-blown panic attack like she was mm. hyperventilating she was like oh we're finally here and she was like ah, ah, and like just freaking out and I'm like I mean, come on, we're, we're on a road. It's not like we got out of the Sahara desert and we finally see water. Uh, But she was just, she would go 
real hyper, real panicky, and then just real quiet, real fast. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she was just talking and talking and talking and talking. And it had only been, we were out maybe a few minutes and she was just talking, talking, and talking, and talking, and talking, and then just stopped. What was she talking about? Nothing. Nothing. She was just rambling. I think she would be talking, like one minute she was talking about like her classes. And then the next minute she would be talking about like a guy in the one class that she doesn't like. And then in another class, like another moment she was talking about like her mom's sandwiches that she used to make when she was a kid. And mm-hmm. then she was just real quiet, mm. just silent. And I couldn't get her to talk at all. Because at that point, I was like, can I can I say something? Like, <laughs> Wow. Shut up. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> so, Because, like, to me, right, like, if one person gets, if I got lost in the woods, I'd be like, this is my ADHD-prone brain, just, like, yeah. losing track of time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know because, like, I'd have to pee inevitably. In two mm-hmm. and a half hours, like, I'm definitely going to have to pee. Or I'm going to be like, I'm hungry. Like, something would have come across my mind. So... Yeah, it's just, I feel like there would have been some other indicator that you would have like mentally felt like, especially being outside, even walking for two and a half hours, you probably would have been like, I'm cold, my feet are wet. Like you would have noticed that passage of time. Yeah, I I really didn't notice I was cold until like I got in the car and I felt, you know, the heat in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, my feet didn't bother. Like at that time, I didn't really have... Um, bad knees or anything so I didn't notice that like I had been walking for a long period of time mm-hmm. but I was like this is once I sat down I realized how long I had been walking and standing mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. wow I am I am really really burnt out I'm really tired I feel like I've just been moving non-stop and I don't know I it didn't feel as if I was that like that moving that long and mm-hmm. once I sat down, it felt everything hit me. My my knees yeah. were sore, my ankles were hurting, my back mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. I just felt winded. I needed water. And the whole walk, I didn't, I don't remember at all thinking I need a drink, I need to pee, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Like I didn't, I don't recall any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember, I don't even remember the whole walk being exhausted. Like I don't think. I don't think until I sat down, I was tired. Yeah. And I don't know if that's adrenaline or just mm-hmm. the, the sheer amount of anger that I had at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I feel like some of it can account, can be accounted for as adrenaline because adrenaline does definitely do that. Yeah. You know, I don't know enough about it, but I can't imagine it. Does it last for two hours? Like at, eventually, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to check your phone. You're, yeah. If you're walking for two hours, even if you're like, all right, I'm going to keep walking. Like, there's no way you're you're walking for two hours and you're not like, I should probably see what's like, I should probably check my phone. I know. I can't. I mean, now I can't even imagine walking for two hours without looking at my phone. But then uh, I, I didn't. I never really used, I mean, flip phones. I didn't have right. anything to think about. And most of the people I talked to at that time were technically there. So I didn't mm-hmm. have to think about you know, like, oh, did somebody message me? No, that guy's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20 feet away. I didn't mm-hmm. know that he was, he could have been miles away. Yeah. He could have been walking for, you know, 10, 15 miles. But I keep saying 10 to 15 a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> use that measurement for everything, really. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how far or, I mean, I couldn't have went 
that far that I walked two and a half hours into the woods and then back out, you know, like an hour in and an hour out and -hmm. until he found us because I, I found the road pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had only found the road in about 10 minutes. Wow. Maybe less, like maximum 10 minutes. How like, long you know, did you feel like it took for him to beep the horn until he heard, like, did he drive the right direction to begin with? Do you remember? Well, he knew which way to go to get out. And mm-hmm. it's one road in, one road out. So like the uh, road, like if you go out, like if you pull into the cemetery, there's like a little parking lot. And really it's just like a dirt road. Uh, that you can park on outside of the cemetery but the paved road is just one road that goes past it to another road okay so if you back out of the parking space you're in if you make a left you're going the wrong way if you make a right you're going back towards the road you came in on and I told him I'm like I don't know if I like I walked in the direction we came in so if you go towards the way we came in I think you'll be able to find me on the route. Yeah. I don't know if I got turned around while I was in the <clears> woods, but I'm pretty sure if you walk straight or if you drive straight on the road, we came in, you'll see me. And um, maybe probably like 15 minutes before I started to hear beeping. That's so long. So, unless he went the wrong direction, which um, I love the guy to death, but he's not <laughs> a very good driver. Uh, okay. Could have happened. Um, I don't really, I don't know how long he could have been. He could have also not been paying attention and just not been beeping because he might've been high. Um, (laughs) and I don't know what he was doing for the time we were gone. So he could have been more high. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was the designated driver, Mm -hmm. um, because I was sober at the time. So yeah. And of course this happens to you because any other time you'd be able to chalk it up to being like this fucking guy's lost in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's surprisingly all of the bad things that happened to me in my life happened when I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> every, every bad incident of I'll my life has that. happened because I was sober. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing the story. Yeah. This is so fun. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. We here at Real Shells love a good time slip, and we've covered a couple different stories related to glitches in the matrix, people slipping in and out of time periods, or people just losing time that seem to be related to the paranormal. And I found an article that I'd love to talk about um, and share some information. It is called Five Chilling Instances of Slips in Time. And it's written by this guy, Tony Walker. He wrote a book in the 90s called The Ghostly Guide to the Lake District. 
a trip round the spooky spots of Cumbria, which is in England. This was really interesting because he had, you know, both as many listicles do, he had a bunch of recounted stories that we've all heard, as well as some stories directly from people who shared them with him. So it's not second person sources, but it's close, which is super interesting. Mm -hmm. The big one that he talks about that hits close to home for him is uh, when he was putting together his book, The Ghostly Guide to the Lake District in 1998, he had put out a bunch of calls in newspapers for people to get in touch with any paranormal stories they had around the area of Cumbria, England. And he was living in a town called Penrith. When he uh, put these notices in, this woman, Angela, reached out to him and recounted a really strange experience. She and her friend had taken a walk up a steep path that they had walked lots of times. They did some hiking um, to the top of Beacon Hill that overlooks the town of Penrith. This was in the 70s, and she and her friend were teenagers. It was midsummer, a super hot day. They go up just to like do something. That afternoon, they go up to Beacon Ridge, and they're walking a path that they've walked, you know, a million times. Mm -hmm. And they started to get this really weird feeling as they got to the top. They were just talking, having a good time, but they kind of felt like the air was really heavy. And they noticed that there was a small, old-fashioned stone cottage that they had never seen before off of mm. this path that people mm -hmm. traveled. Angela described it to Tony Walker as a dwelling from the Middle Ages. Um, there was smoke coming from the chimney and as they looked at the place, they just got this really weird feeling about it. As they were standing there, the door began to open and they got this feeling of terror and the two girls ran away. They just finished <laughs> the place. Oh, shoot. Um, a couple of months later, they went to climb the hill again because they had been avoiding that spot. And they go to climb the hill later and they could not find the cottage for the life of them. They had never seen it before wow. and they have never seen it since. Um, Tony even went up because he's walked that path before and has kind of just always been on the lookout for it. He's never come across it. But one of the weird coincidences around the story is that when Tony was writing this book at the time, um, he lived in this house that Angela had lived in at the time when she was a teenager. So like mm -hmm. Angela's family lived in this house. They moved out. Then many years later, Tony lived there as they, he was interviewing her, which is super interesting. I also didn't know anything about Cumbria. It's a cute little town. I learned a lot about it when I was researching this story. Mm. Walker has a couple other stories that he's gotten from interviews with people. Um, one person that he interviewed, he met through teaching one of his classes. And um, this man, Roger, he and his family visited Pembroke Castle in Wales. As they were climbing the tower in the castle, um, he, Roger was a couple flights above his family and kind of like taking pictures, looking over the side and everything. And he got to the top of the castle tower first and looked out one of the windows. And in the river, he saw a bunch of medieval looking boats. And he's like, oh, fun. There's like a river fair or something. That's really cool. But then when he looked again, once his family came up there, no fucking boats. Just hmm. nothing. Oh, uh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that type of time slip where people kind of fall back in time, there's like some different like famous accounts of it. Um, one of them that's kind of widely known is the the book that was written called An Adventure where two women um they went to they went to Versailles in 1901 and 
both of these women separately saw people from like times before them from like the French like Anne Boleyn times and they just thought they were character actors like walking around the palace of Versailles Mm -hmm. and they were not they both had experienced a time slip and they wrote a book about it published it they both like decided to write down what they had experienced and what they saw without talking to the other person once they were like did something weird happen to you Um, and so they wrote it down and they published it as a book called An Adventure so it's kind of a widely known time slip story. A lot of the good time slips, as you can imagine, happen in Europe. Um, just two other quick stories from this article, and we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, one of the um, residents, Alice Pollock of Leeds Castle in Kent, um, she lived in 1868 to 1971, so kind of fairly recently. Um, she actually published a book about how, you know, she was from the aristocracy. She lived in this castle out in Leeds, but she would touch some of these objects that were just in the castle for lots of years. And she would have these like psychic impressions or she would like see things or she'd be propelled herself to the past into like a vignette of like something that had happened previously. And then things would return to normal immediately. And she wrote a book about it called... Portrait of my Victorian Youth, Natural and Supernatural. So hmm. somebody be checking that book out. Super interesting. Yeah. One last one. Again, this takes place in England. We're in the UK. Uh, this one apparently was really famous, but I don't ever remember hearing this. So if you, either of you have, please chime in with anything you know. Because it says one of the most famous recent time slips um, happened on Bold Street in, Liv- in Liverpool. In 1996, in July, an off-duty police officer um, named Frank went shopping with his wife. Uh, Carol went in, this is so specific uh, (laughs) and so 90s. Carol went to buy a copy of Irvin Welsh's Train Spotting at (laughs) Dylan's Bookshop on Bold Street in Liverpool, while Frank went to purchase a CD (laughs) at one of the music stores. He basically uh, was like, he, he bumped into a friend, he kind of was just browsing. He went to go meet up with his wife. And as he went into, um, like, as he went up the incline from the central station, he noticed that everything got really quiet. All of a sudden, the street was a cobblestone street where it was just a normal paved street before. People were wearing um, clothes, like, from the 1950s. There were just like different things, like the cars all look different. There was even a van with the name Kathleen's on the side um, that almost hit him. And he saw a store name where the bookshop used to be. A different store was named Crips. And there, it was like a department store with women's clothing. <sighs> then he sees a woman who is dressed in clothes from the, the mid nineties, walk out of a store with a, a Selfridges bag, which is like a modern department store. Um, that didn't exist in the 1950s. So he's like, in this moment, he sees this other woman from the 90s. She experiences the same thing where she walks out the store and then is just in the 1950s. And then all of a sudden, like everything goes back to 1996. It's just normal again. And they both kind of are like, what the fuck happened? They had a conversation about it, confirming that, you know, that this was an experience they both had. And then... They just went on with the rest of their day. So, but there were confirmations that Crips was a store that was like in the 1950s, like just different things that um, were confirmable 
that he wasn't privy to that knowledge. I wonder if those two have like kept in touch about it or anything. <laughs> like, do you think like they both left their respective partners and then were like, we both had this <laughs> terrible traumatic thing happen. Now we have to live together. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I don't know how you don't stay in touch with people, but it was the nineties. So it's just like, give me your landline. Like you can't yeah, here's my, here's my hop like that. Now. Yeah. So um, but I never heard that story, and apparently it's like kind of famous on the internet. So that was super interesting to hear. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely heard of that one. I can't remember what I was definitely on a podcast. I have so many things I want to to say about this stuff. Yeah, but just the first thing, the fact that two people saw it, right? Yeah, and then it fixed itself. Makes me believe there's like someone fixing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, because if it's, like, one person, then it's, like, that person might have some, like, supernatural powers or something, like, a, not, like they can see stuff that other people can't see. But but to suggest that those two people were the, both saw it, that kind of implicates that it's the reality that's changing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that or insane? Or they're both tapped into the psychic wavelength at yeah. the same place. Yeah. And then something corrects it. What is correcting it? Like, how do they not get stuck? Anyway. I'm just going to say, like, if this is a simulation, like, whoever is running my Sims is doing a shitty-ass job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They need to get better. Yeah, they need to pull some real real levers over there. Need to work a few extra hours this week. Please. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what would, like, cause that kind of thing. Like, aside from a simulation, I guess. But, like, you know, there are times where people have like the same experience based off of like there's some weird off-gassing thing and it's causing Mm -hmm. like brain hallucinations or whatever but for them to have that experience is just so specific yeah uh i mean like you know alternate timelines and stuff Mm -hmm. is one thing but it's just so weird to see two people at the same time have it in but Mm -hmm. everyone else around them doesn't have it yeah Mm -hmm. a specific Mm -hmm. street um, yeah which would so be, recently too yeah which would make you think maybe like what if it comes down to like a genetic thing like what if it was like a d you know a certain blood type but then you think there's only x amount of blood i don't even know how many blood types there are i just totally forgot uh, <laughs> uh please but bring what in if, alien human hybrids yeah, yeah yeah what if you yeah thank you uh what if like those two certain people had the same type of blood or what if they were oh. what if what if they're or you could bring in like reincarnation what if those two people are reincarnated from a different time like from the 50s mm-hmm. and they both happen to be walking out of those stores on that same day in that day 1950 mm. and this that is like blows my mind <laughs> yeah and this is like the like a reincarnation past story life oh wow and uh that would be real wild. Like, you know, they happen to be walking out of the stores at the same time, looked at each other at that same time period in 1950. And then, you know, they died. And then 40 years later in the 90s, they both happened to be walking out of the stores at the same time. Made their way back. Look up at the same time, lock eyes again. How 1950s. Also, also, the fact mm-hmm. that it keeps happening in England is super specific, and right. that continent is so small. 
Yeah, and so haunted. Don't yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he is a researcher who lives in, in that area. England, yeah. So yeah. that's where a lot, and this is like the best of the best information that he's put into this article. Um, but still, I mean, one of the things that blows my mind constantly is how much human, like, tangible history there is in Europe and other places that the U.S. just doesn't have, right? Like, yeah. like to imagine something from, like, the 1200s where, like, yeah, and this was a church or, like, um, oh, like the ossuaries and stuff like that with, like, human bones are, like, this is right. from this old time. I'm, like, yeah. this tree was here. Like, Native Americans were here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Delaware. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So it would like, be man, different and harder but, for us yeah yeah like the independence the declaration of independence was signed so long ago and yeah. he was like fuck you like, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that you could go to england and sit on a park bench that's older than our entire country mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. mind-blowing easily mind-blowing okay i have a little bit of a like out of nowhere question about a fictional character that definitely applies to this do you both think that wishbone is a time slip controlling paranormal entity the dog wishbone the dog uh you mean what's the story wishbone where they he literally goes back in time every episode but doesn't he go through a book Oh, I think so. I think you're right. So he's a witch. Yeah. I mean, don't Rocky and Bullwinkle also go back through time? Do they? I, do they? I, I thought Rocky and Bullwinkle just fought commies. Oh, and, and you know, maybe they're um, what, Aesop's fables. They go back in the fables. That's what happens. Someone goes um, back in time in that show. I forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But <laughs> you're asking if Wishbone is controlling time travel or is he just like along for the ride? He's a hundred percent controlling it. I'm asking, do you think he's some evil paranormal entity that's just in dog clothes? Uh, I mean, to be fair, he's in the worst dog. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have to think about it. <laughs> Those dogs with the football heads are terrifying. They don't. The Jack, like they're Jack Russells, right? No, no, yeah, no. He's a Jack Russell. Yeah. Actually, it was almost oh, wait, the same dog from... that was on Frasier. Oh, I'm thinking oh. of Spud. Spud McKenzie. Do you know Witchbone? Have you ever seen the... It's like a 90s yeah. kids show that was on PBS. I used to rent them from the library all I the was time. obsessed with Wishbone. I had a talking Wishbone doll. Anyway, he, that's he why did, this is... He did jump into books and go back through the book. So he's just like a witch. He's not he, like... Yeah, he's not a time-traveling dog. He just goes through books. Like, he reads the book and then goes into the book and goes back in time. Like, that's into cheating. the book, back in time. He's kind of like... Not Doctor. No, never mind. Doctor Who's like, more what you're looking for. He's dog like the interview. he's like the dog version of Charmed. Yeah, I don't know what Charmed is. <laughs> okay, I'm a loser. Now everybody knows I'm a loser because I have both of those references under my belt. But um, yeah. Anyway, that that was just for me. I'm sorry. Okay. Just <laughs> to correct the record, Spud McKenzie, the Bull Terror. That's what I'm thinking of. That's the worst kind of dog. Oh uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Is. A bull yeah, terrier kind of looks like a, like an a, alien? Uh, yeah, but they kind of look like um, what Wishbone looks like. Kind of, and they Same straight colors. up have alien head, like from the movie Alien. The heads yeah. are very similar. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. If you could time slip anywhere, where would you want to time slip to? Oh, no. But the thing is, is that like, it has to be the same physical place, right? So, like, you have to go to the place and then time slip into the time. 
like w- like Wilkes Bear, but at a different time period. Yeah, like you have to go to like your high school, and then you can time slip back to like when your parents were at that high school. Like, oh, you're, so you're saying I could travel to somewhere and then time slip back? Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I don't I don't have to be stuck in Wilkes Bear in like 1980. No, 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 and you can go okay. anywhere, but then you have to time slip. Uh, um, France during the revolution whoa that's punk <laughs> it would be like this guy's oh. rich I I like, go, yeah, yeah and, you would be yeah. killed immediately i yeah. also want to go and fuck a bunch of shit up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm having a hard time because i'm trying to pick like it needs to be a very specific date like a very fun day like i'm thinking like the end of world war ii like when everybody is just celebrating and having the time of their lives, maybe. Oh the yeah. Nurses in the street, just like on yeah, their this dude just, I don't know. I like. I, I don't fuck with history. I'll be honest. I, you know, we we're we're only getting better every year, and we're still really bad. So I can't imagine <laughs> going back for even twenty years. Is like, ugh, this is a you, lot. You could go back to the day that they took that photo of the sailor kissing the woman in New York after yeah. uh, World yeah. War Two, and you could like push him out of the way. I, yeah, <laughs> be like, it's my turn. No, I want to be <laughs> a photo bomb. Yeah, or maybe like <laughs> this is really dumb. Maybe I would like go back to the '90s and see like a Backstreet Boys concert or something, Ooh. or Spice Girls. I think that'd be fun. Go back and like stop Britney from shaving her head, but you're like this moment's iconic. I get it, but at the same time, yeah, I would want to bring her back with me. I'd be like, no, no, we're not. I don't know. I'm gonna try I, not to I, say I, anything with September 11th. Um, <laughs> it is messed up. None of us considered it. <laughs> I was thinking it the whole time, but I didn't want to. We're all like, it. we'll let that one be. No one. Mine was like every- so selfish. Mine was just like going back in time to when I signed my like student loan <laughs> like, papers and yeah. just go back and swap them out of my hand. That is like, such a good. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm down for that one too. Just a sidebar, and we might not even use this. Do you know about the photograph of the sunglasses time traveler? Yes, watching the, the guy, open. Yeah, the guy in like the forties or the fifties that's supposed to be next to like, is it the Kennedy assassination or something? He, where he's, it's a bridge that was like reopening. Yeah, but mm. he's got like an M sweatshirt on that yeah. looks like it's supposed to be screen printed, and he's holding and, a camera. Yes, and then yes. there's like another guy in that photo that says that he also time traveled. Yeah, that's um, crazy. I but, think about I think about that story like probably once a week <laughs> i think they debunked that though because they said that that was like a style of either rugby sweater or hockey sweater that was popular at the time Ooh. and that it was knitted and he was um excuse me the the sunglasses were popular at the time too interesting yeah he's very handsome Compared to everyone on top, compared to everyone else in that picture, so I would believe that he's a rugby player. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up and see how. Oh, I thought you, is. you know, anytime I hear tall, I immediately like so alien. So you think he's an alien? <laughs> I just typed in sunglasses time traveler and it came up. This would be a very good Halloween costume for somebody. That's just you can like, also you... Google time traveling hipster and he comes up too. Oh yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's not bad looking. Right, compared to everybody else in the photo, you're like, you do kind of stand out just because you're tall, young, and handsome. Yeah, but everybody else in the photo looks like they're about to fall over dad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. Guy nobody else really pe- cares about seeing a bridge open. Yeah, the guy two people over from him, the old man in the black hat, he mm-hmm. literally looks like he's dad. His eyes are closed. <laughs> yeah. His mouth is agape. Yep. <laughs> he's like, Eunice, the bridge. <laughs> Something about the look does look totally nowadays, though. Yeah. It's wild. The hair. Yeah. I didn't know they did hair so, like... I mean, that hair is definitely very 90s, like, yeah. iconic 90s hair. Yeah. He looks like he could live in Williamsburg. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Anyway, that was just a sidebar, because I think about that. I think about, like, time slipping and then being that guy being like, I guess I'll go see this bridge open. I'm like, this is what you fucking picked? Like... <laughs> Get well, maybe he's uh, an architectural nerd. <laughs> maybe. Mm. Uh, there's also that one of like, it's like the 1800s and there's a woman, uh, an older woman walking and she's holding her hand up to her ear next to another woman. And, and it looks like she's cell holding phone. a cell phone. But that oh, they wow. said that, that was like, she was holding like, a, what are those called? Um, like, like at that phone? time, a hearing aid. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other one that they show is, like, people coming out of the DuPont, um, like, factory or offices, and there's a younger woman who does this, and I was like, it kind of looked like she was just, like, tucking her hair behind her ear and, like, interfering. Yeah. I mean, I would love for that to be the case, that they were, like, cell phones back then. I I love that concept, Mm -hmm. but yeah. I mean, how many times do you just, like, ah, (laughs) out in the world? (laughs) Like, that's what happens. You just, like, All right, nice. Well, Sweet. I know, Meg, you're going to do your yeah. the next part. Okay, so we do some sort of game, or this time it's a, a hypothetical, just to end out on like our super fun note. And this kind of just goes along with a conversation we've been having, because it's a hypothetical situation. So I put this question to both of you and myself as well. But if you were about to enter an alternate reality, and you could bring one weapon and one person... <laughs> What would you pick for the weapon and who would you pick for the person? An alternate reality. Yeah. So you don't know. It could be like dangerous. It could have like monsters. It could be very high tech. High tech. Um, I would probably bring Nicolas Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good, strong choice. Yes, definitely. And, um... Two wooden baseball bats, one for each Ooh, of us. Oh, hell nice, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, he seems like he could do a lot of damage with a baseball bat. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. On one of his good days, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if he's on cocaine. <laughs> and I'm not saying Nicolas Cage does cocaine, allegedly. <laughs> but you're saying if he did cocaine, he'd be great. Yes. I mean, maybe you clutch. should bring cocaine and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like neither of us would get anything done, but. <laughs> okay, one cocaine and one baseball bat. <laughs> he brings the coke, I bring the bat. One baseball bat made out of cocaine. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you might be there for a while. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I think I'd have to bring Bear Gryllis. Yeah, I just that's feel a good like one. even if he is a TV survivor man, like and uh-huh. it's mostly stage, like 
he had to have retained some information. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, also, I feel like he'd make a really good human shield. It's fair. <laughs> you would not feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, you go get him. Um, and I guess because I'm too practical and indecisive, I would pick us like a, not a Swiss army knife, but a Leatherman, like one of those multi-tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um, Cause mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, you don't know what you're in for, but I feel like you have a, at least some options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can use you- it to, you could use it to like cut into things as well as like pry right. things open and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe you go to an alternate universe that's kind of peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can trade it for stuff. Like if yeah. it's not going to be dangerous fully. So mm-hmm. what's my thought? Well, if I show up anywhere with Nicolas Cage cocaine and a baseball bat, it doesn't matter what the situation is. We're taking it over. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I just say, it sounds like a party. Like, yeah. If we like, show up and it's a peaceful planet full of furry little animals, I'm taking it over. It's my, it's our <laughs> planet now. the now. king of the yeah. planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would bring the rock and a flamethrower. Oh. And that's because, <laughs> yeah, I'm aggressive. <sighs> no, but here's my mentality. I'm thinking worst case scenario. We get you on that planet. The rock. I, you have <laughs> yeah, I cook the rock. I eat him. He's a lot of person. No, no, no. I just think that, like, if there's, like, monsters, I just want someone that, and a weapon that, like, I can fight against monsters. And if there's not monsters, then great. That's good, too. I can figure it out from there. But And then you can stare at the rock. And then yeah, the rock like, is really funny and nice. So, like, even if I don't need him, maybe we'll fall in love. Who knows? Yeah, like, we can just be hooking up in this all yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll bond over the trauma of being in a new reality. Yeah. <laughs> just like those two. From the last story you just become his talent agent <laughs> yeah that's so true it'd be very quickly i'd be like no trust me you're gonna want to get this guy in every movie he's the best you don't understand he's huge back on earth well he's huge yeah. here too he's, huge. <laughs> <Yeah. Look at laughs> he's massive and then this reality is rock. <laughs> yeah. this reality is rock like the one that we're in is just like what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> that should be me yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. Love it. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. Nick, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This yeah. is thank great. you for having me. This was a great time. Yeah. If I'm people want to follow you online or if you have any recommendations, we would like you to shout those out now. Let's see. Uh, I don't know when this is going to come out, but please wear a mask so I can get back to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much the only real major request I have. Um, if you do want to follow me online, my instagram is uh nick bruce the legend i also have another instagram where i fix and repair and upgrade classic ipods that's nick's pods um i think that's what it is i don't know i just set it up uh you can check me out on there uh also you can check out wisecrackers comedy clubs online that's my Mm -hmm. comedy club when we reopen who knows whenever this is over if enough people die i think it'll be over um <laughs> yeah eventually we'll be all but, I mean, it's ending one way or another <laughs> yeah one way or another this is all gonna end mm. uh, <laughs> but yeah this was a great time and i'm so glad i was here thank you nice. well thanks so much uh meg where can people find you uh you can find me on instagram and twitter and TikTok. I do TikTok now. It's oh not good. I'm old and the world lets me know it. But if you're interested in any of that, it's the same handle for everything. It's Meg 
gets money and gets is spelled G-O-E-T-Z. Nice. And people can find me at Alyssa Trust on Instagram and uh, you can see my lizards and houseplants on Variegated Reticulated on Instagram as well. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, Meg. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.